Welcome to the Love Cars on the Grid podcast, your global motorsport roundup with me, Tiffany Dell and Paul Woodman. Welcome to Love Cars on the Grid, your global motorsport podcast roundup. I'm with Tiff Nadell this week, who is hot-footing all around the world because he's just been to the Monaco Historic Grand Prix. We've got uh, this week also the MotoGP, IndyCar, Formula E, BTCC, and there's always NASCAR. There's bound to be NASCAR somewhere or other as well. Your arm's going to ache by the end of this, Tiff Nadell. For those of you who can't see, he's in an airport, not in a lounge. He's uh, just um, uh, with the... I'm yeah. resting from a signpost here. We'll be boarding shortly. I'm down in Nice Airport, heading home after the most wonderful weekend possible. Grand Prix historique. Eight races for all different uh, eras of Formula One from pre-war right through to the 1985 cars. And uh, even better, my ensign that I raced, my only Grand Prix, that was racing there. So I got to sit in it and see that car again. But I mean, the, the event, the racing, you know, with some of the more gentleman drivers, you know, driving around slow and just for the enjoyment. And others are just hard on racing. The shunts they were having, hitting the walls and damaging these wonderful old cars. But uh, it was, it's a fabulous atmosphere, that place. You can walk around and there's not too much crowding. Um, and I got to interview uh, Max Verstappen, also interviewed Charles Leclerc for part of it. We're making a film for the um, Auto Club de Monaco, as well as uh, it's coming out on ITV4, I think, the highlights in a week or so. so it was wonderful you, for Max. What's your impression of Max Verstappen after interviewing well, Wonderful. I mean, the great thing was they were, they were having weekends off. Uh, Max was in just T-shirt and jeans, no ball cap covering his head with the Red Bulls, you know. And he was just so relaxed. We, used to, we only asked a few questions, you know, and he just gave charming replies and was an absolute joy. Same with Charles Leclerc, you know, who just crashed his Ferrari, which is all over Twitter and all over everywhere. I don't know if you've seen it yet. He's in a demo in uh, Nicky Lauda's Ferrari from the 70s uh, and ran out of brake pressure on the end of his third lap and backed it into the wall and bent the wing up. So, um, but again, it was after that. I said, oh, we can, if you don't mind, we, we don't have to mention the crash. Oh, it's not a problem. I can see you. I had the problem with the brakes. And uh, it's an absolutely wonderful weekend. If you haven't been to the Monaco history, I can highly recommend it. It's not around for another two years. I think it's going back to it every two years. Which is a shame, but, but it's an amazing event. And the noise, your ears yeah. must still be ringing now. <laughs> oh, boom, we'll have an announcement coming in now. Yes, <laughs> It was quite interesting. Whilst you've got your announcement, whilst you've got your announcement, it was quite interesting that um, on Twitter somebody wrote, how can you say that about Max, that he's not a very nice man, he's arrogant or whatever, because you've never met him in person, but we have never said that on Twitter. We've never said that on that podcast. Sometimes he can appear quite arrogant and sometimes he has that attitude, but not always. You know, he was a delight this weekend. Um, A great win. Stuart Hall won two races and these Yardley McLarens from different eras and Michael Lyons said, he did four races and yet he was driving the truck home at the end of the day. I mean, done four 40-minute races in Formula One cars, really physical. And he had like four, four seconds and one win, I think. So uh, there's great, a lot of British contingent out there, obviously the historic racing scene, but uh, yeah, wonderful weekend. Lovely. We're going to go somewhere completely different now from the beautiful V10s and V8s and V12s and all sorts of things to silent racing Formula E. Um, what did you make of that? Did you get to see much of it over the weekend? Uh, no, I'm really gutted that I was stuck in the sunshine at Monaco. <laughs> I couldn't actually get to see. But I got the results. Yeah, it's, yes, Edward Mortaro won one race and Nick DeFries won the other. And um, Alexander Sims, a, a, I think he's a really underrated, very talented driver. He got second on the grid in his, in his not-so-quick car. Uh, but he dropped back because so he couldn't stay with the energy management of the other cars. So he dropped away. 
um, was good. You know, Mitch Evans was uh, the leading Jaguar. He was fifth. Sam Byrne had a better day, got up to seventh. Um, but yes, on an airfield. Did you watch it at all? I did watch a little bit. It was just outside of Berlin, for those of you that didn't know. But it, was, it wasn't really Berlin. It says Berlin, but it's not really Berlin. It's sort of miles out of town. But it was okay. I just I can't get that enthusiastic about a racing series that you have you can't go flat out on. And for for, for, no. for me, it's all about flat out. That's what racing is. And the limited bit of racing I've ever done, that's what it is for me personally. If I hadn't been down here, I probably want to have been in Le Mans for the MotoGPs because that was you know full of excitement and drama as always. I mean, unbelievable. I mean, this, you know, in both MotoGP and Moto2, the leader crashed out. You know, they just crashed out. Imagine a Formula 1 driver <laughs> falling off the... It would never happen. See, you know, but, you know, they're so on the edge all the time. You know, MotoGP, it was, uh, it was last week's winner, Francesca Bagnaia, in the Factory Ducati, who, you know, dropped it. You know, it was him. He was being chased by the... Um, yeah. Was it Enia Bastianini in the private, the satellite Ducati, who went on to win again. Um, so again, you've got this privateer uh, pushing the factory driver into making a mistake and dropping it. Um, Jack Miller, I think, came in second in the end, but, you know, huge drama. Moto2, the leader to drop it, was our, our, we've been waiting for him to get his act together. <laughs> the brilliant, the, the Pedro Acosta fan club, um, who finally qualified on pole. I mean, not shown that much form in Moto2 so far. And he was leading... <laughs> Two of them made a breakaway and about he dropped it somewhere as well. So Pedro Costa went down the road. Uh, our British contenders, Sam Lowe's qualified fourth, Jake Dixon third. Um, but Sam had a huge shunt in, I think it was the final qualifying session, the final practice. So he couldn't start the race because he's suffering from, you know, just some bruises and battering that wouldn't start. And poor old Jake Dixon had another drop down to, um, he retired, I don't know why he retired, back down to 21st. But it was all full of rain and dry and slicks and, you know, jeopardy at Le Mans. Uh, it sounded like quite a hectic weekend. A Moto3, it was good to see um, McPhee was back. John McPhee was back. Um, but our British, our young lad, Scott Ogden, he didn't call it. He only qualified 20th. He retired for some reason. I don't know. Joshua Watford, 29th and um, finished 26th. But, you know, just, just reading the reports, you know, there was just so much action and excitement. There uh, always the is. There always is on these things. How much? The, how much? The, 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 how much of the circuit do they use of the of the um, twenty four hour race? Oh, they use the car park. It's called the Bugatti circuit, and it's a horrible. It's about ten hairpins, two chicanes, about one fast corner. So uh, not my car. That's why they they fell quite often because you know, the front end tucks in around these very tight hairpins, and it's the slower corners that most of the accidents happen at Le Mans. Um, so, but you know, it was always a great great spectacle. Speaking of great spectacles, let's go to BTCC because British touring cars, that's, that's, this hybrid era is, you know, it's still wham, bam, thank you, man, but it's, um, but plenty going on, yeah. plenty of action all the time. Well, I'd like to see, because you talk about, you know, rain and dry at uh, in Le Mans, it was the same at Brands Hatch, and it sounds like it was an epic day to be watching touring cars because uh, there were people coming through from the back and getting up to the front, and the BMWs didn't seem like the wet. And, some started the first race on slicks and others on wets, and it seemed like a really chaotic weekend. Um, but it was Josh Cook for Honda, the one of the privateer teams came through to win. In fact, he won the first two races, so great. That's Jason Plato's teammate. Jason having a couple of trips with the gravel and not quite such a good weekend as his teammate, Josh Cook. Um, and then the reverse crew, it was um, Turkington came through, didn't his BMW drier then. He so did well, yeah. yeah. Whereas 12th place, poor old it was Tom Chilton got pole position because they drew 12 of the biggest number, I think that is, on the reverse grid. 
So, um, you know, poor old um, Josh Cook was put back to 12th for the last race. I think he got through the fourth or fifth, but uh, it sounded like it was really classic BTC pace cars, safety cars, crashes, everything, drama wherever you looked. Yeah. And I, I don't know whether they've done some work to brands, but it looked amazing. I guess, I guess the weather we're having in the UK, sunny, rainy, it, the grass always looks great, it's so green, but they, the, the, the rumble strips, well, brands was looking fantastic. So uh, yeah, BTC. Palmer for you. Jonathan Palmer always has an eye for detail, and that's what he does for these tracks that he takes over. He's been great. It's true. Do you know, it's, it's great that you said that because you go to any MSV uh, track and you drive in and just the hedges are neat, the grass yeah, is always yeah. cut, and, and that's, that's that's a, a testament to that's them. Jonathan. That's Jonathan. Good. And long may that continue. IndyCar. Um, yeah, IndyCar. More <laughs> rain and chaos. It's bizarre. Luckily, Monaco had this most beautiful sunshine all weekend. Everywhere else seems to have rain and chaos. Um, because uh, it was the IndyCar, it was the, the Grand Prix second. Well, it's not a Grand Prix second anymore. It's the infield, so the road course, as they call it. And I've just read the report, and it just sounds like mayhem. Uh, again, there were some chose slick, some were on wet. There were safety cars, people off on the grass. and Because um, Colton Herter, who hasn't had a good year so far, he's crashed a couple of times when he could have been winning. And he qualified 14th. And he was the one that came through to win. So um, I think every driver would have said, I could have won that, I could have won that. The Brits quite good. Callum Illett, Eilert or Illett, I'm still never quite sure. Please I think it's Eilert. I think it's, he says Eilert. He, came, yeah, along to, he came along to our drag race at Dunkers. Dunk oh, was he there? Yeah, he came along. Yeah. He was Ferrari boy then, of course, which still is, but uh, yeah, yeah, came along. But he qualified seventh. He was sort of with the leading pack, ended up eighth, but you know, anybody could have won. Jack Harvey finally had a good race. He qualified ninth, but he was up in the top three for a while and then depended so much on when you timed your pit stops by the sounds of when you went from slicks to wets. But it uh, sounded like another very entertaining race, which I look forward to checking out when I get home. Check out I, like, I like Indy cars. They're, you know, it's good. The beautiful looking cars, they sound good. They're, 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 they're full on. I love the um, 360 views they do with the overtaking. I know NASCAR yeah. that we're going to move on to next does a lot of that as well. Um, NASCAR. Yeah, NASCAR much about, but apparently it was a great right? It was, it was a Bush last finish. Toyota sandwiching the Chevrolet with love. But Larson was leading, and, uh, but it was Kurt Bush who hasn't won for a while. I'm not sure quite how long back it was, but. Uh, Kurt slowly worked at last and worked at last and got by with a few laps to go uh, and had a famous win with his brother coming in third. So, um, good race. And of course, it wasn't raining there, otherwise, they wouldn't have been racing. Right. Now, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, anyone it's that's. Listening this, Hold on. <laughs> anybody that's, that's listened to this long means you are a proper avid fan and we appreciate it. We've got to do something about our audio, not just now, clearly, Tiff's travelling, but. I think because we're on the road quite a lot, uh, maybe when we have a week when Tiff's away or I'm away, we get a guest in instead. Maybe we look at that. Uh, and when we're... We'll call... You're replacing me now. You're replacing me. <laughs> and this when we're... This is on 4G I'm talking to, so it's quite a good 4G in Leeds Airport. It's just the audio is great. So, so anyone, anyone that's listening to this at this late stage, you know they're a proper fan. They're diehard fans, so thank you. But, um, but it's just... Oh, my arm has been stuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel better now. I was going to lose all feeling in that. Ten out right. of ten. Okay, I'm enjoy your flight. Okay, thanks for joining okay. everybody. See you yeah, next cool. week. Cheers. Cheers Bye. <laughs>